Tiki-Easy, as I call it. Tiki-Easy, by the way. We're pending that. I that should be the name of the Sherry Buzz beer next time. Next time. Someone's going to steal that before <coughs> we get to it. <laughs> He's going to have to cut that part out. Chris is going to mail that to himself. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Just email it right now to me, and we've got it. Everybody's mic's on this week. We yep, we're good. <laughs> guys and dolls. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and Coalesce, cogitate, cavort with us. This is Share Your Buzz, episode 144. Mm-hmm. I'm Tony. Um, Chris. Okay, and we have a guest in the house that we're really excited to talk to. We kind of jumped, we kind of threw him right to the wolves. Like, we, we didn't did. even have, usually we have like a, a, good a little, like a, like a little 20, 30 minute porch chill before the podcast to kind of get acquainted. Yeah. But uh, he was ready to come in and pour himself a drink. So he's like, hey, I'm yeah. set. Like, where are the glasses yeah, at? I'm ready to go. Yeah. Ready to go. You he's, walked in with a beautiful cocktail. Mm. It's chilled, by the way. It's, it's nice, ready to drink. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We, we will get to that. We're Actually, we're following in the, uh, this is Music City Food and Wine Festival yes. week, and we had uh, Trevor on from Reka a couple of days ago mm-hmm. for that bonus episode. Go back and listen to that. And we're following the, uh, the, the boozy trend we have going on this week. But before we do that, let's handle some business and give a shout out to our normal show sponsor, Mayday yes. Brewery. Yes. Uh, 521 Old Salem Road in Murfreesboro, MaydayBrewery.com for all of the events. He's got something going on all the time. He's, you know, if you want to check out the next time the goats are out there, mm. go see the Mayday goats. We gotta go see the goats. Uh, I want to new see beers. Um, I think I believe I shared it on the Share Your Buzz site, but if you went to uh, MaydayBrewery.com and if you follow them all across social media, they just listed what they have on tap this week. And uh, man, the fall stuff is coming out. Yes. If, and I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna be basic as fuck this year. Dude, I'm drinking all the pumpkin beers. Yes, you are. A, you are a fucking a fall kind of a guy. I've got to tell you, he loves his darker beer. So this is right and out of your alley. I agree. Last year, Mayday won the Nashville Oktoberfest best they did. beer. So yep. hope, hopefully they'll do that Marzen again because that is my favorite style of beer. That Marzen, that like Sam Adams Oktoberfest style. Uh, so you know, what's funny? Sam Sam Adams has actually grown on me a bit. Mm-hmm. I, when you, I know you love it, but I would never was huge with it but this i bought a six pack a couple of weeks ago and i drank it ice cold i'm like all right all right i I'm can do you, this i don't know why i turned my back on Santa, sam adam so long ago but i, I did you it's know, one I, of those things yeah i don't like to profess yeah i don't so like good. the flagship but i like all their seasonals like yeah. i'm not a big fan of boston lager but i will drink the hell out of all their seasonal shit mm-hmm. yeah the seasonals are it's one of those things that comes on the shelves and you see it and you just get so pumped. Bring yeah. it home. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things I'm not sure if it was year round, if I'd like exactly. it quite as much. Exactly. Yes. Well, yeah. I've told the story in a podcast before. I didn't do it last year, but a couple of two years ago, uh, was it last? No, it was the year before last. I remember when I stocked up. I bought like 12 packs every time I went to the grocery store oh, yeah, and stocked up so that I can have it all year long. Dude, we were drinking that shit in April. Dude, funny. by the time I drank, we drank the last one in April, and I was like, "This, I don't, I don't want any more of this. Like, no, <laughs> right. like I don't. This is gross now." Yeah. So then last year I kind of fell off of it. I didn't drink yeah. it as much, and now Starts I'm back. Warm, I'm back now. You want a, you know, a chill lager? Dude, you know? I tell you when it's the best is last week when we were watching football, when a cold, frosty mug with some Oktoberfest in it, dude. Yes. When you're watching the game, yes. but. Of course, what would be even better was if all these bars had Mayday's Oktoberfest on it. Yes. That would be even better. And if you're into events and you're into beer and you're into Mayday and you're into Share Your Buzz, then you should come out 
when this drops, it'll be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You, you should come out tomorrow, September 22nd. That's Saturday. Uh, we will be out there releasing the Share Your Buzz uh, coffee stout. Mm-hmm. And we'll be out there recording Another at 4 Another good fall time beer. Yeah. You know, get you a nice stout. We'll be out there recording at 4 o'clock, and but I'm sure stout. we'll be out there a little early. Yeah. I'm going to get a couple in me. I'm, uh, one. One in me because I don't know if I can have a couple of those before they record. So they're dropping new cans too, though. I mean, we got some inner sanctum in the cans now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And we have a limited supply, and by limited I mean like I'm like a, like seventy. We have like a we have a uh, share your buzz and made a co-branded pint glasses that we'll yes. be giving away with the beer that day. So come out yes. and hang, hang out with those. Uh, yeah. So thanks to Mayday for always supporting the show. I gotta say, ever since I started hanging out with Ozzy, my uh, my pint glass collection is amazing. Mm-hmm. I have five different ones. You have so, so many excited. of Ozzy's faces <laughs> in your in your. I'm dorking out in with your, some. Uh, in your uh, <laughs> you're, you're covered. <laughs> Anyways, so man, it uh, is uh, now we know you know making a segue from Mayday. We uh, Ozzy is a friend of ours and a show sponsor, so he brings the beer by and stuff. And uh, we have these segments we do with sponsored segments that we do with like these you know for items uh, promo segments sure. like Reka. That's last mm-hmm. week we've done stuff like Principal Cigars, yeah. but we've never had just a random guest bring us treats. Yeah. Like, we're usually supplied the treats. That's kind of how the show works. We get people buzzed. Yeah. And Actually, that's out. not true. We did have a comedian one time bring us treats that we neither one of us imbibed in. But so sure. they were they went they not, a, they went a, unused. It was a lovely gesture. <laughs> it was a nice gesture. <laughs> but but uh but this is the first time we've had somebody bring us the booze for the show. Yeah. So uh, let's so introduce. Happy to do it. Happy to do it. Yeah. From the budgetbartender.com. Is that where you? That's right. Thebudgetbartender.com and then budgetbartender on Instagram. Nice. All right. Nice. We have, uh, I would introduce you, but I didn't get your last name, so. Luke Foreman, Foreman. is my name. I got yeah. the last name. Okay. <laughs> hey, George Foreman, one of my favorite boxers of all time. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. It's my now, uncle. For people who say That's that cool. the. Uh, <laughs> really? Because you guys kind of. We look alike, uh, right? A little bit. Yeah. I could see it, you know. <laughs> the, uh, man, tell you, side note on a tangent. Uh, my George Foreman lasted me fucking forever. I had one from yeah. like the early 2000s well that, that lasted me forever. And I only went out, I only had to throw it away because I had turned the stove on and the cord was going across the burner and I burnt the cord uh, off. Bet your apartment yeah. smelled like shit for like two days. Uh, not as bad as when I uh, burnt that pizza in the oven and fell asleep. <laughs> but, oh, that's when <laughs> my next door neighbor had to had come to down. Come knock on your door because she window. was getting the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Smoke was billowing up into her apartment. Oh, my God. I love it. Sorry. We've had some good times here at, yeah. uh, at the Sherry Buzz house. So for you guys who uh, don't think the social network is actually a network, that's actually uh, the reason we act, me, Luke and I were, uh, got together on through our mutual Instagram pages mm-hmm. and hooked up, and he looked like he did something cool. So I went to the website. I checked it out, and indeed, I agree. It was very cool. So I was like, man, we can, we want to come on the show and talk about it because we – you know, we obviously are into uh, the booze pub culture of Nashville. So just found out that you were born and raised here, which is even better because yeah, we love Nashville. Cool. Oh, yeah. We love the Nashville and pub culture. you're sort of culture. like me. You've been, you're a city kid, so you don't really have the southern draw as much as some people. Right, so. exactly. And it throws exactly. me off a little bit. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so before we jump into yourself, man, tell us a little bit about the site and what you guys do. Yeah, yeah so it's fairly new still, but essentially I kind of had the idea when I was in college, which was just a few years ago, uh, just to come up with this idea that even though you're on a budget doesn't mean you have to drink shitty drinks all the time. Sure. Still means you can have nice cocktails, nice drinks. I mean, we're drinking a 12 to $15 bourbon in yeah. this cocktail we have here. So it's just a matter of 
just because you're limited on money doesn't mean you have to be buying 30 racks of natty mm-hmm. and yeah. drinking that on the weekend you can mm-hmm. be sipping yeah. whiskey on the rocks yeah i remember reading on on your website that's like sort of how it started you were in college it's like dude I'm not sure I can handle 30. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody, everybody's drinking that shitty ass beer. But exactly. There's that, know, man. that that stigma, right? Like that's we talked. That's, that's ingenuity, man. Like, well, we talked about it a little bit with um, with Trevor the other day when we did the Reka stuff, and even when he, even uh, with Jason with the um, question tequila. Like, there's some of these boozes have a stigma about them that you that you know, and that that they you, you find yourself maybe having to break away from, and the the college. You know, broke kid stigma is that all you're that gonna bag drink of is wine the, that's so, There's always a dude at a party with a bag of wine on a shirt. Yeah, or you're just drinking that rock gut. You know, the, just whatever yeah. everybody could chip in on or whatever. All the natty. Oh, and there's yeah. nothing. Uh, again, I am not a snob when it comes to my booze, so I will. But you don't. You're saying you don't have to put exactly. Up with that. That's you, exactly. You can right. refine your palate earlier mm-hmm. in life without mm-hmm. having to. So the that's interesting because so the craft cocktail kind of trend has made its way has trickled down. To now, where younger people you think are getting into uh, making a little bit more sophisticated cocktails. Absolutely, I think uh, I'm still fairly young, so it's getting into it, and my friends coming in just kind of grew into cocktails from yeah. the start. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Twenty-two. Twenty-two, yeah. You're the, almost the youngest guest we've had on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's but that's kidding. that's interesting that's because you true. think of like you know when you're you made us this incredible cherry old fashioned, and when you think of uh, yeah, a most twenty two year olds don't know how to make it an old fashioned, much less a dope ass one. Like well, that. even yeah, this is very delicious by the way. Good. But even like nowadays, you can go into a bar and you can order an old fashioned or a Manhattan or like something like that, and people know how to make it. Mm-hmm. The whole like the you know for lack of a better term, the speakeasy craft cocktail movement has made people enjoy uh you know the a finer cocktail rather than just you know because I, I i did it i went through the whiskey on the rocks phase it's nashville you drink bourbon on the rocks like every weekend that's just what you do sure and then after a while it's like man i kind of that's kind of how i got into rome because i was like yeah, i'm just kind of drinking bourbon i'm tired of drinking bourbon all the time yeah i don't know man it's 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 funny that you actually got into that you know especially being such a young guy i mean there had to be some sort of inspiration. Did you? I mean, all your buddies were buying night Natty Light, and you're like, no. It's, I mean, where did it start? There's got to be something. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's uh, like. Did, were your parents said, were they were they cocktail drinkers or something? Like, not really, honestly. No? I mean, my dad drank craft beer for sure, so that okay. I got into that. Um, oh, it's funny that you're old enough where your dad drank craft beer. Yeah, like I'm way older, so my dad drink you know Coors Light. Uh, my dad drinks an IPA. He spits it out like a little kid who ate, ate beets. He's like, yeah, it's like Jerry. It's like. Bloodline. <laughs> oh, sorry. Luke has pussy in his lap. Sorry, Mitty. Got a friend Likes here. to get on the mic. You can push her down if you want. She's fine. No, she's a beautiful girl. If you had a beard, she would even like you that much more. She's known to rub a face in the beard. Anyways. So, so yeah. So to Chris's point, man, how did, like what did what gave you the idea to to get it? Was it just the movement in general? Yeah, definitely. So there's a whole culture behind it. Um, like you said, you're really interested in the pub culture and the bar mm-hmm. culture, and that's been changing where there's almost like a speakeasy on every corner yeah. you know sure yeah which is you know it's good, good and bad but yeah, yeah. um that, i mean that's what i grew grew into drinking with was seeing that that being shared everywhere that sort of idea of craft cocktails so when i turned 21 um i was gonna say let's, given let's your age is, is it fair to say <laughs> that you might have made a cocktail or two for <laughs> the age of 21 well, it's funny because if you could make one, this hopefully there's no little practice. Would, wizards out what, here. What Luke was just <laughs> alluding to is uh, is funny because that, it, the speakeasy thing came out, and now every city kind of took that 
and made it their own little version of their little bar. Like, you know, we make fun of the tiki easy thing, but there's a bar here in town, a Bar Sovereign, which kind of does that already. They have sure. like a tiki bar mixed with a speakeasy kind of thing. And it's a... Uh, um, it's it's funny because you, my, one of my favorite things is watching a gimmick on on, its, on the downswing, like and just watch it fail. Yeah. <laughs> because I love because it, like uh there's a, like there's a bar up the road here that we we both go to. Actually, I think I went to it a, more, a little bit more than you did. It, it was it was my, one, my favorite one when it first opened up. And I don't want to talk shit about them, but they had a gimmick when they first opened, and that was like their shtick. And then eventually, after the first year, you see like, you know that it's they, they maybe they stopped putting some of the decorations up or like the certain. Movies that were playing weren't like you know were not like the oh, okay fuck it's cinema so, uh, so, so, so cinema uh, when cinema yeah. came out it was like this dope ass <laughs> retro black and white movie sh- like yeah, place you know when they'd have few and uh, then bourbons. eventually like all the all the bartenders that opened it went on to big, bigger and better things and then they stopped like uh, I don't know if it was new management or they just stopped caring or whatever but the the whole the the newness of it wore off the novelty of it wore off. And then eventually they stopped playing like the black and white movies, and you started seeing like football games up there or something. And I'm like, man, this come on, this like I, just, I love the idea of like we all oh, when you're all psyched about a gimmick and then it fails like a year later. I'm like, it makes me laugh. I, don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I feel that way about um, another bar fairly close to here, uh, Old Glory. I don't know if you guys have been there. I've never been. I've heard of it. I've mm-hmm. never been there. It's sort of a speakeasy style, and I don't want to be just bashing bars for the next <laughs> ten minutes. But um, to their credit, they've done almost too well where you know they had that sort of speakeasy vibe there's no sign on the door or anything sure. it just looks like a supply closet almost and you go in now and it's just packed and people oh, are yeah. having a great time loving it but you know it, it to your point it yeah. gets rid of that that vibe that it had at one point yeah and the drinks have climbed i feel like that's like the speakeasy time. at the cellar remember for the first couple of years when they reopened the downstairs the, the downstairs the speakeasy yeah. was nice it was packed Dude, well, and now it's like there's it, no it, it's funny because it went it was a sl- it was a gradual thing and we'll, yeah. i don't want to tangent too much we'll get back to Luke. Sure. but it was it was like it was dead at first because no one knew about it and it was awesome but then it started getting a little bit busier and it was even better because then like you know you have to you, have, you feel good when there's people people around you know there's like me and chris were both single at the time so there was you know people mingling about and there was things going on there was bartenders were what was that one dude with the big ass beard that was always down there that, i don't remember uh, his name but he's a nice guy though and so it was a fun spot to be and you know me and chris and kyle would go like every weekend and then it got really busy and then it was still kind of fun but it was almost like eh, it's a little it's a little and then that started dying down and it got super dead yeah. And I, we watched like the whole progression of its lifespan come. That's terrible for us. I mean, we're such boozers. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we've shut it down. So, not only uh, just concoctions, but I noticed you had some tips on making some crafts on your website. Like I was looking at that uh, mason jar uh, sifter or uh, what, what would you what you, strainer that you had? Oh yeah, there? yeah, yeah. So. Uh, just kind of to the point where everyone's on a budget and you can still make great drinks. I had that post about alternatives to traditional bar tools, bar shakers, that sort of stuff. Even yeah. though kits now are 20 bucks or under, uh, you can essentially create your own cocktail kit from what's in your kitchen right now. I mean, I'm sure poking some holes in the top of a mason jar lid, that was the strainer. Um, just a long-handled spoon for a stir. Yeah, yeah. Use the mason jar. I mean, a lot of bars use that anyway, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Do they really? Yeah. I've never seen yeah. that. That's it was a, had just occurred to me that uh, when my girlfriend moved in not too long ago that I don't have a jigger. And I've been measuring all these recipes. I, I always assumed that a shot was like an ounce. 
and no, a shot was way more than an ounce. <laughs> so I was like, uh, the whole time I've been making drinks my whole life, I was, I've been making drinks way stronger than they're supposed to be. And she's like, no, you don't, you're not supposed to use it. And But I, you know what? It works for me. So. That's all I've ever done. Yeah. That's all I know. I don't have the skills like Luke over here. So. <laughs> so that's interesting too, man. Do you have, are you a bartender? Do you have bartending experience? or No, I no. just really, I really got into the sort of culture and I thought about it between college and getting my current job of picking up a bartending job. But it sort of ended up, granted, that's not what I wanted to do forever. Yeah. So I figured I'd be just carrying ice back and forth for the, the time that I'd be there. So Sure. So is this just you with the website? Or are you the only like the only owner? Yeah, creator? my my fiance helps out quite a bit, um, yeah. especially with the drinking part. But <laughs> <laughs> she's your taste tester. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Nice, nice. But yeah, she helps out with some pictures, and she likes mixing drinks too now. And oh, that's cool. Yeah. So do you have? Uh, man, I feel like we're jumping all over the place here, Way but I, I have uh, questions pop into my <laughs> head when you talk about random things. We tangent crazy on this show, so sorry about that. But we uh, shows more than others. Yeah. So. You talk about you know the drinking part and the mixing and all that. That's, do you have a? Uh, is there a go-to set? Like, do you do all kinds of cocktails, or is there? Do you have a go-to like? Is like I remember like okay. So when I asked you if you wanted to do a cocktail, you had like, bam, you shot back with one right off the top of your head. So do you just? Is this like your go-to, or do you have like a, a set of like things? Or it, it's been, you know, a new one every month almost. You yeah. know, so you just kind of get into one or get into a specific spirit sure. and just explore it. And, and all the cocktails that you can make with it. This one particularly, the cherry part, the cherry liqueur in there is uh, DIY cherry liqueur that I made. So I how just you, had a little- How do you make a cherry liqueur? How does this work? That's like a thing. Yeah, so it essentially it's just a can of cherries boiled down with some sugar and some brandy and then a little bit of grain alcohol or high proof vodka Yeah. mixed in, let it sit for a couple of weeks. Hmm. So how do you learn how to do this? You just research. And oh just, yeah, yeah. Just looking it up. I'm Some trial and error. You had, I bet you had a couple so of like, gross batches. Didn't oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I can tell that you obviously have a passion for making drinks and cocktails. So I mean, yeah, I love it. That's awesome, man. I never yeah, that's cool, this, man. So. I um, I do that. Like Faith is always trying to get me. She's like, stop buying simple syrup. Just make it at the house. And I'm like, yeah, but then we have to use it because there's no preservatives in it. So if you don't use it and like. I mean, I don't know. It, it does. You can't stick it in your cupboard like a uh, bottle of simple syrup. Sure, Although right. I've been, I mean, I think I brought this up last week on on the on the bonus show, but I've been steering away from the simple and going with straight sugar because I don't like that syrupy taste mm-hmm. that it leaves. I've yeah. done uh, honey for the most part. My dad, over in Bellevue, West Nashville area, we have six. Seven hives now. Please, t- I was oh like, shit! I was like, please bees. tell me he's about to say they have bees. That's fucking awesome. One day, I'm gonna have bees. For you sure. want bees? Yeah, yeah I, I want bees, I'm, dude. I've never heard about this. But they're so fucking wonderful for the, like the environment. Plus, oh, yeah. you get yeah, all the honey are. you can eat. I mean, dude, I'm telling you, they're incredible. But I, I've known you for like four years. I've never <laughs> known you wanted to be a beekeeper. I, I, well, Gabby just left, but I told Gabby that. I told her the same thing a couple yeah. weeks ago. I've always wanted to have bees, dude. I'm telling you, they're killer. I mean, yep. you know, it's great. I mean, we. Did I think like a 15 gallon harvest uh, a couple months ago? So oh, bunch you of can honey. Sell the honey. I mean, yeah, use, that's I mean, the you, next step. Yeah, for sure. you can sell it, and also uh, it has medical uses. I mean, in a way. I mean, if you mm-hmm. think about it, you can put it on like on like a cut or something. If you get a cut, you can oh, put yeah, swipe sure. honey on top. It's of like it. the it's like the uh, like the oldest form <clears throat> of sweetening things. Like I remember, yeah. I, I heard something I the other day where. Coffee. What was it? I, it was uh, 
when the like when the like when the Romans discovered sugarcane, they didn't know what it was. They were like, it, it's it makes things taste like honey without bees. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like they didn't they had no idea what sugarcane was. And yeah. they, the honey was like the only thing that you that you used. Which I also I also didn't know they had bees in in Rome, but I guess they're everywhere. Dude, they're all over the world. They everywhere. Even them crazy Africanized ones, the ones that <laughs> whoop your ass. What happened when we were supposed to all be attacked by killer bees, like in the eighties? That never I, came. I remember, remember that. They, well, they they're still here now. They just, they finally got here, but they I just think, tamed down. You know, the problem was they came, they the went through the Caribbean and they got drunk on rum, <laughs> and then <laughs> they were like, you know what? I don't feel like being killer anymore. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be a chilling bee, African chilling bee. Stay right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. What's well, cool that your dad uh, uh, raises honey? <laughs> Raises honey. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so did he have those for a while? Do you grow up around these bees? Uh, I think three or four years. Now. Oh, okay. So not too, not too long ago, but. So the idea of like, uh, I mean, let's let's talk about how you want to, where you want to go with this, man. Like the idea of teaching people is is that it's I'm basically it, it's going to be an educational type thing, like or you want to show people or open people up to the idea. Definitely, for yeah. sure, especially sort of people that were in my situation mm -hmm. that um, kind of want to add a little bit of little bit of class, a little bit of flair to yeah. their drinking habits. I mean, I think everyone should really um, everyone should really expand their their palate. Well, and, and you know, it's a couple of it's it's like a they say like every a, a, a gentleman should know how to make a really good meal, you know, like for a lady or something like that. Well, a gentleman should also know how to make a good cocktail if someone, if he's entertaining or someone comes over to the house, you know. And this is this is the perfect opportunity for someone to like, you know, to, to teach people, hey, hey, you don't need to be uh, uh, the Great Gatsby to throw a good party, you know. You can you can learn how to make something that impresses people, and on regular stuff that you either have in the house or you can pick up at your local liquor store. You know, you don't gotta go, t you don't gotta wait in line for a bottle of Pappy. To impress people. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, I got uh, into that. I mean, watching um, Mad Men. This has been a, a recent mm -hmm. oh, experience. Oh, great show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that, that, that sort of sparked it too a little bit? Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Definitely. Man. So, yeah. I mean, just like the history of the cocktail just party. Just kind of cigarette part of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> it's, been, it's been sort of lost now. I mean, I yeah. feel like no one really has that sort of cocktail party that they used yeah. to mm -hmm. have. Yeah. And the whole... I mean, the five martini lunch probably isn't isn't a thing that we should have carried along. Yeah. No, well, five five martini lunches end up being yeah, we're not going back to work. Sort of thing, <laughs> sure, but. Man, it's I know. Damn it, I keep on going back to this book because we've been doing so many boozy podcasts mm -hmm. lately. I've been talking about this book that I'm reading called "And a Bottle of Rum: The History of the World in Ten Cocktails," and it was actually recommended to me by um, ah shit, I should. Barry Beachcomber, uh, somebody, uh, one of the, one of those tiki legends. Like I, I actually got to meet a dude, uh, and I should know his name off the top of my head. I forget it right now. He's a he's a famous uh, tiki culture guy down uh, down in Nola. He has like a bar down there and everything. And uh, <clears throat> he recommended this book, and I've been reading it. And it talks about like how at first when you, when you go really far back, the whole cocktail party thing was like all the all the booze and the, like the wine and the beer and the spirits were kind of watered down. So when you when you when people talk about drinking beer and wine with every meal, it wasn't like we're drinking. They weren't like downing craft beer and uh, you know and uh, and Merlot. So it but then it went through like another period where people discovered uh, spirits and you can like oh they were super strong. 
and people weren't used to drinking something that strong and that's like when they discovered the new world and that's like well how they got all the native americans hooked on rum and stuff because they mm-hmm. were like no nobody was used to drinking you know and then when gin became popular over in in uh, great britain they you know they was, it, it became an epidemic because nobody nobody had a had a like nobody had built up a tolerance yet sure, so everybody was just that. drinking booze like it yeah like, like it was going out of style like the gin blossom nose yeah, yeah yeah it's yeah. like the whole yeah mm-hmm. oh i think i might get that I got a little gym blossom. Get the rum blossom. Rum blossom there. But, uh, yeah. but now, uh, I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing. But now, especially in in the Americas and in Europe, we have gotten so accustomed to drinking yeah. that we can actually just drink the straight spirits and like it's no big deal. Yeah. So, with, like with the budget bartender, I mean, I'm I'm thinking like it's it's got like a blog kind of feel to it. It's mm-hmm. got like, I mean, are you guys doing video? Do you plan on doing video? You know what I'm saying? Like. Eventually, yeah, yeah, definitely. That would be cool. I, could, I would love to see, like, just some hands make cocktails. You know, it's mm. almost like I'm a dummy. Visuals to help me. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, I'm one of those guys, like, if you could do a quick 30, 30 45 <coughs> second video of how to make, like, like, a list of videos that, you know, how to make your favorite just quick cocktail. I mean, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. I love that shit. That's, be- wh- that's where I see it going yeah, for sure. I, that would be awesome. If you need. If you need, I'm, I could be a hand model. If you need <laughs> overhead, I'll just mix the cocktails for you. You do the directing, and I'll just. Uh, it was. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm, I've been told I have beautiful hands. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get a, a podcast camera. We're just gonna show our hands. That's uh, it. It's Chris's hands. Yeah, dude. I've always got compliments on my hands. Why? Sorry, we 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 uh, digress. So. Going, if you're, you know, with the progression and the doing video and stuff like that, that would be kind of cool because then you can do, like, oh, the mojito, and then you can do, like, your mm-hmm. version of how to For make sure. it. For sure, yeah. And because people, like, you go to a site, which I love, called uh, liquor.com, and they and you can find all the recipes on there, and they tell you how to make it in steps and all that stuff. But sometimes, like Chris said, it's like it's – you don't have time, or you, you know, to – I guess I'm, I, I guess it, it, it takes a, a three seconds to read it. But, I mean, sometimes you just feel better looking at mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And it's a little bit harder. To, oh, do I put? When do I put this in? How do I put this in? You know, do I? You know, instructions sometimes could. You know, if not written properly, could be, could be difficult. So. I can fix anything with a YouTube video. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Also, exactly. you can already be a couple of cocktails in and watch a video. Yes. Where if you're already a couple of cocktails <laughs> in and you go to look up an article, you're like, I don't know how. To, yeah, I don't feel like writing this. Anyways, yeah. That's funny, man. <laughs> yeah, I've been um, in Nashville. There's so many. Um, I mean the the whole booze with whiskey kind of becoming a thing here sure. and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. There's um, a lot of liquor stores are now getting on social media and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've messaged with a couple different stores, and I would love to do so, a sort of like film in the store. Oh, that'd be cool. With the sort sure. of bu- budget recommendations and that sort of thing. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, Frugal does that kind of stuff all the time. With uh, in fact, our our. Uh, sponsor Mayday just had a release there. Their uh, their blue, the blonde, blue bond, blonde, whatever that that. Yeah, I should have known this off the top that of my head. That was a temporary batch. Yeah, there was a temp. It was a temp yeah. batch. It was small batch, but they did their the only release of the cans at yes. at Frugal. They I do that kind I of had, stuff I all the time, man. I bet you would definitely do something like. That. I mean, it would go with the whole with their whole theme too. The whole Frugal McFrugal. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's in the name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So with like the budget bartender, uh, are you? Obviously, you love making drinks at home, and that's a big part of what you, you guys do is, is teaching people how to make good cocktails at home. But are you aware of, like, around town, what the best places are? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's a work in progress, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm over in 12 South, for anyone who's from Nashville. And there's, I mean, plenty of places over there. Oh, yeah. Sure. And in the Berry Hill area where you guys are. 
um, I act like these places are super far away. It's like yeah. five five minute drive <laughs> for me over here. Yeah. Nashville, you can just walk a block over here yeah. in a whole different neighborhood. <clears throat> yeah, well, I just wonder exactly. because like I know obviously you made a great cocktail here. You're obviously a fan of the craft. I just wonder, you know, as as you're getting older, I mean, you're still younger, but your 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 palate is developing too. You know what I'm saying? I just wonder, is it like a mission when you go out? You know what I'm saying? Are you like are you judging? Are you like? Oh, for sure. Do you ever for like sure am. judging these bartenders and like maybe have you ever like just came across a really good bartender and got a drink and had to say something to the bartender kind of a situation? Actually, yeah, at, at Old Glory for sure. I mean, yeah. they make Not fantastic drinks mm-hmm. uh, over there. It's um, I mean, it's one of those things that it's really not that hard when you boil it down. I mean, they can shake one in each hand, one mm-hmm. behind their back, throw bottles or whatever, but. You know, a bar that uses good ingredients and fresh juices, fresh herbs, I mean, you're going to get a great drink. Is yeah. that the difference? It's not necessarily the bartender sometimes. It's it's sort of the love and the ingredients, I, I, I Yeah, okay. definitely, okay. definitely. I mean, and that spawns from the bartenders yeah. for sure. I always wondered, you know, what what separates one barman. Obviously... You know, anyone can pour a Jack and Coke, but I mean, you know, and there's a lot I of there's, there's a lot of bartenders a... that can make amazing craft cocktails. <laughs> I just wonder, like, what separates, you know? The, yeah, I do the girls feel like from the ladies and the you know. I do feel like the craft cocktails could get a little out of hand though. If you're like you're like, hey, dude, like, just make the version of the drink that I know. Like, sure. I don't want your spin on a margarita. I just want a margarita. Yeah, like when they break Definitely. out like things that are on fire. I'm like, oh shit! You're charring this cedar that a pl- you're about to I put love a, I love a show, and there's a place for everything. Yeah, yeah. Like Chris's beard's on fire. They're like, dude, it's I part of a, the shot. I had a drink once. I, I believe it was a, a whiskey ginger or some kind of drink. I can't remember. I went to um, an event, and I won't say it's a, actually an event for a particular liquor. I won't say the name, but I remember thinking the bartender he lit something on fire, and then like put it in my drink. Which is kind of interesting, but it had a little ash in it, and it also had, like, I mean, it had a smoky flavor to it, but it's like, this drink is not normally a smoky thing. I kind of see where you're going for, but sometimes Tony's right. You when they're, when they're grabbing six bottles for a two-ingredient drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, I don't, like, it's too much. Are the uh, But then again, it there, that is a testament to, uh, you know, Chris was saying, yeah, the uh, I, I agree with Luke that the ingredients are obviously first, yeah. but... A, the bartender can make a big difference if you, you know, if you have a little bit of a of a heavy or light hand in certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mo- one of my favorite drinks is the plain daiquiri, just rum, lime juice, and Absolutely. sugar. Yeah. And uh, I went in the other day to Primings and I ordered one from, uh, and Wes was my bartender, and he made me an awesome. I was like, dude, just give me a, I just want a plain daiquiri, just lime juice, rum, sugar, mm-hmm. and uh, he made it. Put one ice cube in it, served it up just right. It was fucking perfect. I was like. Thank you. This is yeah. just what I wanted. Yeah. Something like, if you go to some places and they want to get all fancy, and then next thing you know, you're getting, you know, I don't know, there's all kinds of stuff in there, and yeah. you're like, man, this is no, I just want rum, lime yeah. juice. Well, yeah, sometimes sure. I'm like a basic bitch, <clears throat> and I just want to get drunk fast. I'm like, give me a, a Long Island tea. But some people don't make them like, like and <clears throat> a Long Island tea is pretty much clear. I mean, it's got a little bit of color to it, but it's not like you know, some people. They hit with too much Coke or too much sweet and yeah. sour, you know. It's like, and they're using cheaper liquors now. Well, that's the point I was going with too. I meant to say that uh, even on something simple like a two-ingredient drink, if you're a little bit heavy-handed on one of the wrong ingredients, you can you can make a daiquiri taste like crap if you put too For much sure. tart in there, and then it's all limey. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, in that regard, 
you can. There's a difference between being the budget bartender and making good craft cocktails without breaking the bank. And then there's also, and then being uh, like, what would be lower? Like, you don't want to be like the economy bartender, which <laughs> which is like, because uh, yeah. there there are those there are those those mixes. Like every everything's got a mix now, oh, which, yeah, is, which I think is sure. freaking weird. Like they have mixes mm-hmm. for things that are not supposed to have mixes to them. Like there's like a there's like a long line iced tea mix you can get. I'm like that's 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 not that's not even a thing. So Luke, yeah. my question, I got a question for you. What would the bar the budget bartender recommend? Say, let's say you couldn't afford a twenty dollar bottle or a fifteen dollar bottle. Mm-hmm. Like how would you recommend someone's like, dude? The most I can spend is like ten and twelve bucks on some liquor. No matter what the liquor is, that's what they're spending. There's for twelve dollars. You have twelve dollars to go buy a bottle. Well, whatever the tax is on top of that. Right, right. What would you recommend? Like, what would you do? I definitely leaned vodka gin in that situation, okay. just because. I mean, like Trevor said, obviously there's very bad vodkas. By the way, check out that episode if you haven't. Okay, it's fantastic. Yeah, we'll check it out. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were on it. It's called <laughs> my. Oh, what? You see, check out our episode. I thought you had something called no, very no, no, bad no, no, vodkas. No. Oh, my bad. I didn't know that you named the podcast that. I don't. No, with uh, Trevor. The cocktail yeah, I didn't ninja. know that that was the name of the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. No, he <laughs> said. Everyone knows I'm a dumbass. He said, "Don't spend over thirty dollars because it, do, it. I mean, it doesn't take that exactly. much. Okay. Yeah. Money to make. So, I mean, the clear spirits. Yeah. Go with that. Um, personally, I just, or I'm planning on posting a. By the time this comes out, it'll be posted. Check it out. Uh, top five budget gins. Okay. Uh, one of them on there, particularly, New Amsterdam gin. I don't know if you've had that. It's super I've had the light. Vodka. I've never had the. Yeah. yeah, it's super light for people that aren't used to drinking gin. Yeah, it's heavy on the citrus rather than the juniper, so it's not like you're taking a bite out of a pine tree for sure. people that aren't used to it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean that's that's fifteen for a one seventy five. That's good. So it's yeah. under ten for a seven fifty. Sure. That's so a good in price. that same vein, man, like let's say you're throwing. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna catapult off Chris's idea here. I'm gonna boomer. We're uh, on to Chris's coattails here. So. Uh, Let's say you were throwing a, a small get together, and you uh, and, uh like what do you, what do you think what what could be the lowest budget be to throw a party? You think because like what what are you saying? Like you want to throw you want you're you're gonna need some whiskey, right? You're gonna need some uh, a, a light drink like a rum or a vodka or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even a vodka and a rum, uh, a whiskey, a vodka, and a rum, and then some mixers. Like what do you think is the cheapest that you can throw a decent party? I'd probably say like honestly. Between thirty to forty dollars. No shit. I think. Just yeah. for the Holy liquor. shit. No, from liquors and mixers. And, oh no yeah. shit. Yeah. I was gonna say like hundred bucks. Yeah, I was least. thinking a hundred dollars. I mean, I think if you pick up uh, a couple one seventy fives, that'll last yeah. quite a few people. And then there's this. Sorry, this is a tangent. No, but please. I, I know yeah. that's okay here. No, so, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Red bag produce at Kroger. It's like on the tacked on the end of one of the shelves okay. at Kroger. It's yeah, on yeah. just like a wooden shelf, and everything's in a red bag, red mesh bag. Oh, okay. This Lemon. is the, like they're about to go out of date. Yeah, sort yeah. Of thing. Lemons yeah. and limes there. They'll put in four or five in oh, a wow. red bag for ninety nine cents. Oh wow! Grab that, squeeze it up. Uh oh! My cat just got rescued from the outside. <laughs> you know the reason the why I asked down. that question is because uh, when I think you know the budget bar time, I'm thinking okay, here's some you know. 21, 22 year old, 23 year old young man who doesn't know how to make a cocktail, but he his girlfriend's coming over. He's making dinner. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't yeah. have a lot of money. You know, he's he's buying her. He's making buying this food. And he, he he wants to make a drink. I could see like 
that can see the budget bar dinner being good for someone like that. You know, that's the reason sure. why it's that and question. Also, you quick, know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, especially if you follow, uh, you know, you follow on the social, yeah. and you like you're in that pinch. You're like, oh shit, I got dinner. Then I got everything. Budget bar I don't dinner. know what to, how to. I want to press this drink. You don't got to worry about mm-hmm. going online looking at a bunch of shit. You just go to the person you already follow, mm-hmm. look at whatever that week's thing is, right. and try, try mm-hmm. to figure out what's mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. I, I really actually like the idea of your. Of your website. That I like it a lot too, man. I wish it was this, around when I was younger. This is a town where a lot of young professionals are coming to town, and young people are moving here every day. Yeah, uh, absolutely. This is like you, people in that age group and in that uh, sh- uh, socioeconomic status in life are like looking for. They, they're they're not quite poor, but they're not quite rich yet. Mm-hmm. So they're like, how do I? I want I want I got a refined palate, but I don't know. I don't have the money. Yeah. So how do I do this? Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. Do you go and take a break, man? Yeah, let's take a break. Cool. I got a couple questions when we get back. You do? I do. Actually, I had, well, wait a second. You just made me lose it, motherfucker. One second. Well, we're going to take a break while Chris remembers his questions. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh. I do know what I was going to question. I do know my question. Do you want to ask it now before we leave just in case you forget it? Okay. So, are you a foodie by any chance? Are you, you yeah. Are you just definitely a burger and fries guy? Does your food, like the whole foodie situation and, and, and the cocktail situation, do. Do you ever factor them together? Do you ever factor, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you one of those people who says, dude, you know what? I know a good cocktail for this particular dinner. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or like yeah, a, good, yeah. a good booze to drink with this cheese or something. You know I'm, what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not that refined particularly. You're I mean, getting maybe, there. Maybe right. I'll get, yeah, okay, I'll get to okay, that okay, point. But I would say for me, food and uh, just like the way I drink is definitely connected. I mean, yeah. gro- growing up, I always, we always had like home-cooked meals and my, my mom's a great cook, and being raised in the South, you know, that's kind of built in. Mm-hmm. You get that home-cooked meal, bunch of casseroles, that all that sort of stuff, and it's just sort of that, you know, get that quality meal over just, like, a fast food where it's, where it's mostly home-cooked quality. Home-cooked meals and craft beer. I want to go with his house. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. I always get a home-cooked meal when I go home, but there's no craft beer. There's, there might be some Bud Lights in the fridge. <laughs> my sister, she'll have some Bud Lights in there. Actually, when I go visit my folks, I find the craft beers that I bought last time I was there because no one drinks them. Yeah, right. They're still right. there from last time. That's I was. funny. Yeah, give it, as, give, give it as a gift. It'll still be there. Like, yeah, yeah. Sure. I, every time I That's go home, idea. I find a... Uh, uh, you know, so like, there'll be like two craft beers in the back. I'll be like, <laughs> have those been here since Christmas? <laughs> right. Are they still good? Ah, oh, they're fine. Pop it yeah, Smell they're fine. Oh, it's good. It's, there's alcohol in there. It's going to be All right, good. so we're we'll going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Let's just jump in. You disagree with me. You don't think pop music's good? I, I think that it's most of it's pretty terrible, to be honest with you, these days. I mean, let's be honest. You don't like Cardi, Cardi B? Music written in Cardi Nashville, B up in his mouth? It's written by like four four or five people same way in LA it's the same people writing all the songs they all sound the same anytime you put on like 107.5 all those songs sound the same everyone sings the same no one's saying shit no one's saying anything I don't know man sorry I'm a hater I'm old school I'm old I'm an old man that's why they I mean look I'm about to be 40 it's (sighs) called top 40 I could do (laughs) okay you know what Um, since you said that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try again. I'll try again. I'll <laughs> I just, do my best. I just got my radio dialed in, and this is irrelevant to anyone outside Nashville. But I got one of th- or 93.3, 94.5, and 96.9. Just scanned. So 96.9. That's the Jack. That's Jack. What's 94? 94.5 is Hippie Radio. Good one. That's a good yeah. station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And what's the other one? 93.3. Yeah. I think that's classic hits or something oh, like okay. that. It's, there's a, it's there's another music. one around now, 97.5. It's called The Alt. And they play like alternative rock. I'll have to check that out. It's sort sure. of like a, uh, a less sort of hipster version of Lightning That's 100. That's your alternative lifestyle podcast. It is. It's a, less, it's a less hipster Lightning 100 for you locals <laughs> out there. <laughs> That's your alt-right political yeah. talk, right? Because even Lightning 100 <laughs> gets on my nerves sometimes, man. It's like, ugh, I don't know. I'm discouraged. All, you know what? I have a special place in my heart for terrestrial radio because I remember driving around when I was doing construction, like as in my twenties, like listening to the radio all the time, and mm-hmm. that, that was my entertainment on the road. Yeah, it's like before, like you don't, before you don't have a CD player in a work truck. No, no, and and this was before like um, smartphones, so there was no like you know. Yeah, you're not plug-in. streaming. Yeah. So, but that was so I I love terrestrial radio, but it's so also annoying because it's the same commercials over and over again, and the the people's the. The uh, the cadence of their voices are just the same all the time. Like mm-hmm. every radio announcer, it's like, uh, yeah. And they're I always they're always like the stupid like, like uh, I mean I'm not gonna pretend like I didn't listen to it, but like the the stupid like early 2000s morning shows that were always trying to <laughs> I- imitate Howard Stern. And sure. They're always trying to like do the craziest thing they can do. Well, you know the thing that kills me too is rap. In my opinion, now sucks. All right, old man, you gonna start. You gonna, Old man Chris is gonna go on a rant I'm about just how saying, it- <laughs> rap sucks now too. It's so, oh, it's terrible. Back in my day, we said bitches and hoes. No, I'm not. I'm not condoning calling women bitches or hoes. But I'll say I do appreciate a good outcast song. Like that song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, of course, yeah. Although I will say I went through a Tupac phase. Uh, it's all about bitches ago. and hoes. And dude, the, the, the lyrics made me a Snoop little dog, uncomfortable, like, dude. dude. It was like a little uncomfortable. I was like, like how do women even put like, over this shit? I can't listen shit, to this with my daughter in the car. <laughs> listen to that shit. Like, like, if you listen to Tupac with your girl in the car, you're like, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't turn this off. Like, <laughs> I mean, bitches ain't nothing but hoes and tricks. I mean, dude, like, and they used to jam it. I don't know. It's crazy. At least, at least, okay, I'll give rappers credit now. They tend to give more respect, you know, yeah. when it comes to those terms. But as far as, like, you can take all the bitches and hoes out of '90s and er, you know early 2000s rap. They, at least they were saying some shit though. There was a lot of, was a lot of conscious. Thought it was very political and, driven and stuff just, like that. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Say something. You know what I mean? Sometimes like, you just want to party. Sometimes you want li- <laughs> to. That's true, dude. I'm not gonna pretend like I don't roll down the street on a Friday morning on my way to work, listen to some bad and bougie. <laughs> hey. It's all good, man. Like I love to dance and I'll dance, but I don't mean I know who the fucking artist is that I'm dancing yeah. to. As long as that beat's good, I don't care. Which actually is a nice segue back to uh, Luke and the Budget Bartender. When you go to some of these, uh, what, what if you go to like a dance club or something like that, or you go to like a uh, maybe not. I don't know if they have a lot of that in Nashville. Like where I grew up in Orlando, there was not so many bars, more clubs, more like. Uh, so, and you go there, you're three deep at the bar. You're always waiting for something, and you get up there, and you want to order something that is not going to confuse the person because you got to yell it first of all. So it, usually it's a beer, but if you want a cocktail, it's like you know it's something simple. It's Jack and Coke. It's oh, vodka cranberry. Sure. Yeah. It's some, you know it's something like that. Mm-hmm. So I wonder though, is the craft cocktail okay. movement and even the budget bartender type um, type mentality is uh you know you don't have to go to necessarily a speakeasy or like a hipster bar to get a good cocktail. You can go to maybe like your neighborhood dance club or something like that, and because the culture is such now that it's trickled down to through society, you could they know what you're talking about when you go in there and say, hey, or you know, you know, there's probably Definitely. 
like I notice even here in Nashville, like we happen to be bourbon country, so everybody knows about bourbon. But still, you can go to like a college bar down to Mumbrian, mm-hmm. and you're going to uh, and you're going to find a plethora of bourbons to choose from because it's just Absolutely. it's it's trickled down now to where everybody wants a good cocktail no matter what um, age or genre it, it's transcendent now like people are people are over the whole like uh, Jagerbaum thing I think <laughs> yeah I agree yeah totally where'd you go to school at? I went to College. oh uh, Miami of Ohio oh yeah yeah, yeah. why is it called Miami of Ohio I was wondering because <laughs> it's not it's Florida. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying like, what? I mean, I don't know. Because there's a town in Ohio called Miami. I guess. I just oh, oh, I got you. I got you. So, the it's named for the Miami Indians that were in the area. Interesting. In well, Ohio. then how did Miami, Florida? Same tribe, but very like different. See, there were two I brothers that hated the each other. Seminoles down there. Like, okay, yeah, got you. No, that. But I mean, what do you think Miami's named after? I guess so. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm it is kind of weird that they ended up. Stuff, guys. I'm sorry. I'm the dummy on the show. I'll one tribe liked it hot. One tribe liked it really cold. There you go. Have you ever, Perfect. Have you ever seen the uh, that Christmas movie like with the snow miser and the heat miser? That was yeah. That was like <laughs> that was the same people that did Rudolph, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's before your time. Dude. <laughs> yeah, it's before our time. It's true. It's the '60s. Yeah, we got we cut through. Yeah, dude, I, I had and the holidays are coming. They're right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Don't let it don't let it fool you. And we, uh, if you ever, when I was not not too long ago, probably a few years ago, whatever, I remember watching an old. Actually, it was probably more like ten years ago because I don't think we have a VHS anymore. But I remember watching an old VHS tape of Christmas cartoon specials that we had. My parents had taped off the TV for us to to watch. Me and my little sister. So not. It was so. It was. It was a. It ran the gamut of cool and 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 sad because it was cool in the fact that. Like these were the original shows, the way we watched them. They had the commercials from the '80s in them, <laughs> yeah. so it was yeah. like all oh, the old school. It was that's dope. almost as dude, cool as the show. It was so. awesome, but it was sad in the fact that dude, it was so like blurry and fuzzy. I'm like, this is how we watch TV. Is it or yeah. like from now? Like if I go to someone's house, Jerry, and they don't have HD. I'm like Jerry's got HD now though. Oh, you got HD yeah. now, Jerry? I'm the one that doesn't have HD. I don't have HD. I don't refuse to pay that much money for cable. I can't do it. If I go to someone's house now and they don't have HD, it's like well, it my, my eyes. Well, I can't my watch Netflix it. is in oh. HD. Anything I watch online is in HD. It's just yeah. not, not my, my basic. I just can't. If do I watch it. football I on regular it. TV now, I'm like, oh, people oh, don't know what to do. Oh. Honestly, I miss the sort of grainy '90s movies, man. Every time I see one come on, it's like, man, some shit is too real. You ever go to someone's house and you can. I just don't want to see that much of your skin condition. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Some shit is too HD now, in my opinion. It also, have you noticed, like, if you go to someone's house and you watch something that's in super high definition, it almost seems fake. It almost seems, yeah. and it has this weird sort of draggy delay kind of thing. I don't know. Is, it's just, it's so real that, that it's, yeah, it looks it's, fake. It, yeah. yeah, it's I, so I get you. weird. Yeah. I almost need it, that well, It occupies that weird place, that no little, un- the, the, the uncanny valley in our brains where like something is almost, like the same thing with that, like animatronics that are too real. Yeah. Like w- when something is really real, but also has enough fakeness to where you know it's not quite real. It like it tricks our brains. Like it makes us feel like uncomfortable. Well, that's and, mostly a show thing because I noticed like let's say, okay, uh, the latest uh, Blade Runner. It was filmed in HD. Obviously, it's it's a high definition movie, you know. But it's like, have you noticed they use filters and they use these tricks that mm-hmm. make it seem not so like the new Star Wars? Yeah, they make it yeah. seem not so you know hard. Mm-hmm. It, like it, it's not as crisp. It, on purpose, you know what I'm yeah, saying? That, yeah. That's that's the illusion, man. I'm saying it's lost. 
Sorry. I'm not, it's another old man. I'm on an old man run today. <laughs> Rant. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, I need to... You want to talk about how you can't change your own oil anymore? Is that Shit, next on boys, the list? Right? I can still do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can still do it. Oh, I'm gonna. I have a story to tell about me fucking up somebody's car, but I'm gonna wait till Fate's on here. To, uh, next <laughs> did you I'll, fuck her? I'll come? wait till next week. <laughs> oh, what'd you do? I did right, nothing. Well. Actually, I did nothing. <laughs> I did nothing. But apparently, and I did a very simple fix, and then the like an, a couple hours later, some shit started fucking up. So yeah. I got blamed for it. I was, like, I was like, this had nothing to do with what I did. But <laughs> but then again, like, uh, you know, it's on these new cars. Like, I don't know what's connected. Like, I mean, what, what do I, I mean? Well, they're, they're, they have computers. It's crazy. Just like yeah. anything else. I felt bad because I fixed, uh, I plugged Gabby's tire. And I was like, oh, yeah, you'll be fine for a while. These tires will be okay. <laughs> They've got another six, 600 miles or so. I can't remember what I said. And that thing just leaks like a fucking sieve. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's like it's such a crappy tire. It's just gonna keep leaking. I like the idea that it's She's so like, bad. Should I get tires? I was like, oh, you got you got like six it's, it's months. <laughs> you can make it. I, then I was like, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, I feel bad. See, in my head now, I'm thinking it's so bad that like Chris puts the fixer flat in it, and the fixer flat just shooting out the other side. Right. And he's like, like, it's fine. It's fine. Why is it spraying on the? <laughs> Anyways, we digress. Uh, so, so Tony was mentioning like the holidays are coming up and all that jazz. Do they put you in a mood to make like a cocktail, like the, Ooh, like the Christmassy sort yeah, of mood yeah. kind of a thing? You know, oh yeah, holidays. all the. Is there a spooky drink, and then is there like you know what I'm saying? Like chop what? some dry ice and yeah, I drink. I don't necessarily scorch have, like, your throat. Halloween necessarily, yeah, yeah, but I know you got a Christmas drink. Oh yeah, I mean all the, I mean an eggnog, just like a classic eggnog made from scratch is just fantastic. You're making your own eggnog. Yeah, so no store bought whole shit. eggs. Wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know, I've and never then, done that, man. I wish you do that this year. For sure. I'd, I'd totally recommend it. Because nice. how, uh, I mean, but I, you know, you're talking about the holidays. That is the epitome of the budget bar, like, season. Because, like, what do you do? I mean, you can go, even if you don't want to make your own your own eggnog, you go to the store, you buy a gallon of eggnog for a couple of bucks. Oh, yeah. Next thing you know, yeah. you, know you come home with a little bit of eggnog and some rum, and bam, you got you got cocktails. For of, sure. You know, Luke, you I'm starting home. to notice a trend here. Every time I mention a drink or mention something, you you keep referring to making your own mixers. Like make that's like a thing. I mean, obviously, is that that's a big part of, of, of yeah. your mission here. I, I mean, I enjoy make your own mixers and yeah. I enjoy doing that. I mean, that sort of comes from my joy of cooking as well. So okay. I, I really like cooking. Yeah. So it's that whole just oh let's let's see what I have and because I guess like, that's the craft this, this from scratch sort of craft. Okay, I get it. Right, yeah. right. I mean, I guess that kind of adds to the experience, right? Because yeah. l- let's say you're doing something at the house, whether it's just you or your girl or you and your buddies or you and some friends have dinner party. Like, you can kind of make that part of it, right? You could be like, hey, we made this or we're going to make this to make, like, we're going to make our own ingredients for these yeah, drinks absolutely. tonight and, like, make everything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, sort it, of like yeah. what the people say, what's the meaning of life? Well, the meaning of life is the search. It's the process. I mean, that's the meaning. I mean, there's no, it's no big secret, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's the same like with, like, a cocktail. It's like, that's the fun. Like, you can make. F- a night of it you know what i'm saying yeah like, i mean back to what we were talking yeah. about with uh the bartender sort of adding to it mm-hmm. i mean that that showmanship and all that and just making making you yeah. feel at home at the yeah. bar like this drink is made particularly it's, for you makes like, a big difference like you know i grew up in the uh in like the rave scene in florida in like the late 90s early 2000s and you would go see these djs that would you know people were like oh they're just spinning records now, don't get me wrong. There's an art to spinning records that, but uh, and it's it's a technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've I did it. Like I, DJ I, over the years. I did it, but I, I never made my own music. Mm-hmm. So, it's spinning records is an art in itself. But then, if you're spinning records that you made, 
Mm-hmm. It's like being a bartender. You, you you can make a great drink, but if all but if you actually made all the ingredients mm-hmm. in the drink as well, it adds an extra coolness too. That I feel like is that a thing where bars now are making their own mixers? Like is it, is it oh either, abso- like, absolutely oh, sure. yeah? So they they got on, people batching that stuff before the night out starts, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely. That's cool, man. And um. Dude, I think mean, about one of our favorites, the margarita. How much yeah. better is it when you go make a house mix versus going to oh, some sure. some yeah. bar downtown yeah, and some cheap sure. ass? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, the one the one thing, this is a nice transition by the way. The one thing I have tried is homebrew and I'm like one for five on homebrews okay. right now. I have a friend that's a homebrewer. And uh f- we popped open the Mayday beer after we finished that cocktail and it's this is good stuff, right? I was here. gonna ask yeah. you. Yeah, now we probably. Yeah, how, you like it? It's oh yeah, yeah, definitely. As, a, as definitely. a cocktail connoisseur, how's the beer feeling? Yeah, I I enjoy cocktails, but I mean a, a great beer. I mean we have so I many say good too, this, breweries too. I wasn't expecting. The, I, I did not do this on purpose, and I mean we did not plan this out. But this uh, the Mayday Blonde follows it does a cherry old fashioned like perfectly. You said exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, it yeah, follows yeah. every cocktail perfectly. It's a good post. Starting out with cocktails, definitely, beer, definitely. You know, it, it almost tastes. It creamy. holds, it holds yeah. up to the, you know. Well, me and Chris are flavors. big fans of like the last beer of the night, <laughs> you know, like where it's like you 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 had a couple of cocktails, you're feeling pretty good, you don't need another drink, but you it, out of habit you just go pop a beer, and you might drink half of it and then fall asleep on the couch, <laughs> but you know or, or you know do something like just forget about it, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, we both have talked about doing this in the past, mm-hmm. and this is the perfect, you yeah. know, like because it. it it accentuates whatever you were just drinking. It's a really good. It's really good. Tony, you and I like to share cigars. I think Mayday is a perfect cigar beer. It is, in my for opinion. Real. So also, that's a side note. as, as a uh, shout out to Priming, so you should All right. definitely. I do like some. This is my jam. I can get down with this. Alright, I love my ginger boy. He's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> say. That's my dude. I like how you went from talking shit about yeah. pop music to yeah. stopping me mid-sentence to yes. be like, uh, uh. There's a few guys, but does, does, does the kid not have mad talent? Don't you know what I'm like, saying? Like, there's a fine line. That was like buddy. first note, too. Yeah, Just I was <laughs> like, that's my jam. I, I know, how, you knew the first beat, dude. <laughs> I love it, dude. Mmm. Mayday, I'm in Make love with Make those drinks like me. Mayday, I'm in love with your full body. Yes. So, yeah, <laughs> I hey, do, uh, yes, yeah, so not only talk about that, uh, the Mayday beer, of course, uh, speaking of, uh, priming, so you should get that shit back on tap because it was delicious. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, following a good, you know, cigar talking, we learned from our buddy Darren that it's not really good to smoke, to uh, drink like a, a harsh whiskey or something mm-hmm. with a cigar because it takes away from the flavor. But something um, you don't want to always. If you're a whiskey drinker and you still want to smoke, yes, you you can they tend do. To say sweeter is better. Yeah, do something yeah. like a uh, like an old fashioned. Especially this cherry old fashioned was incredible because yeah. you don't have to. You don't even have to. Uh, yeah, and 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 you you can like you were talking about going to get the produce and all that kind of stuff. So you can spruce it up for the house, but you don't even have to. Like right. this takes the cherry from an old fashioned and mixes it in with the drink, mm-hmm. so that you don't have exactly. to have all yeah. the accoutrement we if you don't want. We did it. not fruit these drinks, and they were amazing. Yeah. So th- this would be like a uh, camping trip, right? Exactly. Like or, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. S- a summertime thing. Oh, Luke's breaking out the good stuff. <laughs> Dude. Think about it. Like, like you don't have to. Like, you want you, you can grab a couple of cigars, throw it in your backpack. Like, like let's say uh, me and and Faith and you and Gabby are going on like a, a, a camping trip. We should totally do that, by the way. We should, dude. We can. You batch up a couple of these budget cocktails. You get a couple of cigars. 
Like Fall we, camping is the best. We almost have like, the, yeah, but we're getting our own tent this time because your holy ass tent that me and Chase <laughs> that shared. Thing made, that thing got left in the field, buddy. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I wish Chase was still here so I could bring that up again. Oh, we had to snuggle so hard. Poor guys. You guys bonded that weekend. I love mm. it. So, Thank but, you. I mean, you're welcome, by the way. Yeah. But dude, imagine like you're doing a trip, or even whether it's a whether it's something like that, or even like a boat trip, or whatever you're doing for the, or it, like uh, I mean the summer's kind of over now, but like let's say you're going out for the day, and you don't need to sacrifice the quality of or, or the the experience just because you're out in the wilderness. Yeah, definitely. You batch out some cocktails, grab yourself some cigars or something like that, and head out into the yeah. Oh yeah. I could definitely see that. I didn't even think about that before, but that's a good idea. So how do you balance running your website? And you say you work a full-time job as well now? You, yeah, yeah. How does that work, man? I know that's got to be... Because I can tell by your website you put a lot of work into it. I know there's a lot of effort in that. Man. Yeah, like, it, I mean, it is for sure. And I I envy you guys. I mean, you guys are killing it consi- with the consistency. I mean, every every Friday plus the bonus episodes every now and then. Hey, we just... You know what helps is people like you bring over booze for us. <laughs> <laughs> just go, time flies, baby. Yeah. Well, no, it is hard work, but I mean, Chris can both attest to that. There's been times where we, you know, we, like, I had a crappy ass week this week. I'm busy as fuck. I've we, had a crazy we, week. We, we had two podcasts, and I'm going away this weekend. Like, and we scheduled this. Like, like we, there's sometimes we don't want to do it, but we, you know, it always ends up being fun afterwards. And I think that's the that's the fact, right? Like, when you're doing the website, it might exactly. be. Yeah. Like we can tell you're passionate about it. Yeah. Right. For sure. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's time well spent for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna pay off. Mm-hmm. I can tell it is. Yeah, man. So when you're like, you know, you might have, to, and also, let's not pretend like we don't do something cool too. Like all three of us, like if uh, it's not like we're uh, our hobby is not, um, you know, like, uh, uh, putting circuits into a race cars. Like our our hobby is making booze and yeah, drink. like it's it's not like it's not like a. It's He's not trying to say our our man. hobby is killing brain cells. Yeah, like, he makes booze and we interview him about making booze. Like that, we have. <laughs> it's not like we're we're not. You know, we're not reinventing the wheel. Well, right? I used to be able to run five miles without breaking a sweat. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> all I do is just drink, <laughs> drink beers and and wonderful cocktails. And bitch about uh, and how, bitch mu- about fucking music. how shitty music is. <laughs> um, you know what, though? I, I, no shame. I don't give a fuck. I've earned it. I'm almost 40 years old. And we should have. Ass, we, we need to have for the next for the next pod, I think for the Christmas show. So we do a Christmas party every year, mm-hmm. and uh, we let we invite all our past guests from the year over to come hang out with us. I think for this year's Christmas party, uh, Luke should come up with some kind of budget cocktail called uh, the Old Fart. Can we team <laughs> and up? That, and it'll be Let's and do it. for Chris. Let's, do it. Let's have okay. We're gonna throw a Christmas party this year. Tony and I've been talking. We haven't done it. We, we didn't, didn't do it last, last year. year. We did did year before last. Yeah. Uh, we're thinking about throwing a Christmas party this year. It'll be a fun podcast. We gotta have you back, and we'll make some mean cocktails. Can you make a sugar bus themed cocktail for us? Yeah, I mean, I was speaking about the uh, the beehives, and I use honey syrup. So it, I mean, it writes itself, honestly. (laughs) You know, I like a sticky baby. I like a sticky baby. (laughs) And you mentioned the old fart. I mean, there's a there's a cocktail already called the duck fart. That's pretty popular as a shot. You know, do a little old Describe, please, help me. Yeah, what I'm is pretty it? sure it's um, Kahlua, Canadian whiskey, and uh, Bailey's or some sort of cream. Okay. Do interesting. a little with that. Mix I think with you can, I feel like, I feel like, old fart I going. feel like we can tweak uh, that with, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we, we, we like can it. tweak like the, the, the Kahlua, like for, or, or like the, the sweetness for like a honey and like give Chris, make, make a Chris themed sure. uh, old fart drink. 
I gotta say, as long as there's, it's not over overly powered with the honey, though. Yeah. This particular beer I've had. Well. In the past few weeks, it was. To make sure that it has too a too damn a, honey. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm. Well, that is. The, I mean, that is that here. kind of year. Uh, this this time of year, drinks have a tendency this time of year to get a little thick, a little sweet. Sweet, and and right. I don't get me wrong, I love the dark beer, I love mm-hmm. the eggnog stuff like that, but in moderation. My thing you don't is want to drink. Too- I still want to taste the fucking ingredients. I still yeah. want to taste the alcohol that's in there. That's the point. I don't get these these drinkers that they're scared. I mean, dude, don't be. You know, if you're scared, you'll never. You're Neville. I'm getting a buzz. Um, if, if you're scared, scared you will of, never. Of Aaron Neville. Yes. If you're, <laughs> he's got that mole. I mean, I can see where <laughs> someone might be scared of that dude. Uh, but you'll never develop a palate. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for sure. People like, like I said with the fish comment earlier, dude, it's fucking fish. It's supposed to taste like fish. You know, like yeah. if you wa- if you put too much crazy stuff in there and you can't taste the alcohol, it's now are I'm are you burn. Luke? Are you afraid that as your palate progresses and gets better, that you might actually find yourself craving the better stuff? And oh, be like, absolutely. And be like, oh shit, I'm not the budget bartender <laughs> oh, anymore. For, for like, sure, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I even a lot of times I feel bad. When I'll like post pictures of do as I say, not as I do. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I feel bad posting pictures when I'm out at like a restaurant or something having a drink, and I'm like, Nashville prices. This is like twelve yeah. bucks. I mean, we're like, yeah. But you know what? That's not a bad juxtaposition because you yeah. can be like, hey, this is what you're gonna pay twelve bucks for out there. This is what I can make for three bucks. Yeah, that's a fair point. So are they? They're not that different, mm-hmm. you know. The flavor profile is still there. Mm-hmm. You know, you might m- maybe a little bit smoother with a better whiskey if you choose to do that. Right. But you can make it for this. Like mm-hmm. that's like that, that's not mm-hmm. not Luke, that. Far are off. you a fan of First We Feast? Have you heard of these guys? It's a YouTube channel, and mm-hmm. they make their own hot. Well, I'm a huge fan of the show called Hot Ones. I love hot food, spicy food. Mm-hmm. So oh, essentially, there's this, this guy. He um, they interview people over hot wings, and so, so there's gross. like yeah, there's ten different wings, and they start out and they get hotter as it progressively goes. Anyways, so this first we feast these guys. They did a, uh, they did a, a show, sort of a joint show with these guys. Guys called Is It Worth It? And so these guys go around the country to these different restaurants, these different bars, and they'll taste these drinks, these expensive steaks, these expensive drinks, and they'll break it down. So is it really worth it? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's interesting. I'm just saying, like, I can see you, you, you know, you sort of. You breaking Nashville bars down. Man. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm sure. trying to get you to be the <laughs> consummate critic here. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I've like, been. I've do been you ever get that feeling when you're out having a bar, like, and you order like a nice drink, you're like, yeah, I know this is not worth. Oh, every, the fifteen dollars. Every time, yeah. every time I order a drink, yeah, I, I like think about it and think about try and do the math in my head, like, oh, what would this cost if I just made it at home? Oh yeah. And then it gets to me and I'm like, I have this expectation in my head. Sure. Hey, a lot of times it does meet expectations or exceed expectations. But, yeah. you know, sometimes I see it and I'm just like, or give it a taste and just, you know, not worth it. But, so, you know. In, yeah, in your friend group, are you like the one that's like they go to for the cocktail knowledge? Is it like, obviously, but it's like, like when you go out with your friends, are they? Oh yeah, they, I, I get handed the menu. Oh yeah, what should I get? <laughs> <laughs> Great res- was it with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what would I like? I'm like, oh, oh, man, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't even know you that well. I'm not yeah. sure what you like. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Tony, you're up. I was, man. I was perusing the website here, and it was saying how, uh, you know, best bottles for your dollar, mixology tips, things like that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> tricks. So mixology, uh, we were just talking with a. Uh, 
Trevor about this the other day about like the mixologist versus like bartender type thing and, and all that. So, but like, let's not. Uh, if, if we're talking technical, I mean, we'll, we'll say mixology for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of goes to what we were talking about earlier with the like the heavy-handed in certain things. Like you can be making a the more complex ingredients you have in your co- the more ingredients you have in your cocktail, the more chance you have to kind of mess it up because because no, you're, you're like mm-hmm. you know if you're making a daiquiri or a margarita, you got three things you. You could mess it up, but even if you mess it up, it's not going to be that bad. It's, it's like a it's like a microwave pizza. It's like it's 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 not it's it's bad, but it's still pizza. But you, you know, also know yeah. that you made that shit in the microwave. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's exactly yeah, like you can make a if you have fresh lime juice, uh, triple sec, or you know, and 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 tequila, you can you can mess up a margarita, but it's still going to taste. Like it's still gonna. It's not gonna be horrible. It's not, you're not gonna be like. Bah. You're gonna drink it, but, right. yeah. but you're making something like an old fashioned or something like that that requires a little bit more, like bitters or something mm-hmm. like that. Or uh, and you know, there's a chance that you're that you can you can make it taste gross if you. If I just so, love people sure. watching. I love watching people make those things. Oh yeah, you know it's, it's so much well, fun. Well, I guess what I was asking was if we're like kind of like what Chris was talking about with the video aspect earlier. You know, you're the budget bartender. How to pe- how to make drinks on the on the cheap, on the easy. But what about the technique on like on the easy? Like, uh, there's a lot of techniques out there that people are like, oh yeah, and then two dash of bitters. I'm like, well, what the fuck is a dash? <laughs> like, I don't I don't know. Right. It'd I mean, be nice to have that visual. Yeah. 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 It, it is nice for sure, and it's that sort of goes hand in hand with just like your personal preference, at least from what I've understood. And I I love that bitter flavor, so I tend to do a little hefty dashes but you know it's it's sort of in the in the same realm of just like creating drinks there's a a certain ratio that you typically follow is i mean it's right off the daiquiri you know two ounces strong one ounce citrus one ounce sweet yeah two one one and that'll i mean you can you can make that it's hard to fuck that up yeah it is truly and then you go to the margarita where it's two ounce uh, two ounce spirit, one ounce liqueur, one ounce citrus, one ounce sweet, or one part. Sorry, mm-hmm. not one ounce necessarily. Yeah. But um, and then you can use that to sort of create really whatever you want. So that's sort of a technique that I use to just like, okay, we're out of gin. Well, just replace it with this at the same ratio, and you kind of get a consistent so sort of balance. You have this fraction, and like you know that this guarantee. We have to have two parts. Of yeah, it. I think. So you can mix, and you can. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think I more never, people I should buy really to, should way. to study up on that because it's you don't have to have the exact ingredients at the house. Like, of course, it's going to be better if you do. Right. But but you can if you can make pretty much any drink that way. Like mm-hmm. if, if you ever ask a bartender friend of yours to like make something out of your cabinet, and you're always like, "How do you do that?" Well, it's because it's an equation. It's yeah, math. Exactly. Like if, if you sure. no matter what your booze is or what mm-hmm. your mixers are, if you follow that equation, it's going to taste. It's going to taste good enough to pass for a drink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think uh, sort of along that same line, I have an article up about adding like a third ingredient to to drinks. I mean, because there's a lot of like whiskey ginger, mm-hmm. you know, throw in some lime juice. And I mean, you have essentially have a cocktail at that point. Yeah, I, I love a, a good lime mix. and whiskey ginger. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like so it's just that, yeah. it's something <clears throat> so simple you can do. Just mm-hmm. add that third ingredient. Yeah. And most of the time it is a citrus to do that but Two plus one baby i yeah. like it yeah sorry i cut you off i was i mean they do <laughs> that's why the the uh 
the Cuba Libre or like the rum and coke yeah, is having exactly. such, a, is having such exactly. a resurgence right now. Because everybody's like, no, it's not a rum and coke. It's a Cuba Libre because you put lime juice in it. Yeah. And it's <laughs> that third ingredient. So it makes all the difference. It's amazing. I'm learning here. I love it. And then, then again, uh, some, some might argue, which I might argue, that adding cola to a drink is uh, multiple ingredients because we don't know what's in cola. It's Fair point. <laughs> That's true. That shit's under lock and key. And, and I mean, there's it's carbonation like itself is a beast. To deal oh, yeah, with. yeah. Which, you know what? That's almost a f- like, it's like breaking the fourth wall. It's not an ingredient you oh, norm- you might not taste, but it's the mouthfeel of it. Absolutely. It's like It's like a... F- a it's like a fourth wall ingredient. So how do you feel about carbonated cocktails versus non? You know, even obviously we're drinking a, little, a non. Even less like a little bit like a fizz, like a Paloma yeah, or something Obviously like that. we're drinking a non-carbonated cocktail. I just wonder how you feel about it. I mean, there's um, just like a little bit of seltzer in things is super fun to experiment with. Like with, um, I mean, even like a margarita, you pour everything a little, little stronger and then throw in some seltzer, it changes it completely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it, I mean, it's fun to play with for sure, but it's also, I mean, you can, with like sodas, because they're so sweet, you can mess mm-hmm. things up. Well, I've noticed yeah. most of the, the best margaritas I've had, obviously, they're not any color. You know, they're mm-hmm. not color, they're not yeah. green. You know, a real mm-hmm. margarita is pretty much clear. So, yeah, we'll splash a soda in there. I can see that. Man, we made those ones for Labor Day. We just we used. Uh, they were nice. But we we got good ingredients because we wanted to make high end margaritas. Me but too. I will tell you what, man, you uh, you go away from your uh, like your triple sec, you get like a nice orange curacao, and all of a sudden like a top shelf. I know this goes away from the whole budget bartender thing. We're talking about the opposite end of budget bartender. <laughs> There's but, a place for that though. There really is. But then again, it's using the right, indre- right ingredients. Because like you were saying, you can make your own stuff, which is probably better than a, like store-bought stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I was, you know, I'm, I complain that uh, Faith wants to make her own simple syrup, but I'm not going to lie and say it's not better. It's mm-hmm. freaking awesome. In fact, that syrupy flavor that I don't like, you don't get that from homemade stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, if you're making drinks at the house, make that part of your process. Like make it, make it, make your own ingredients part of the night. Yeah, definitely. You know, when I think the budget bartender, you know, you were talking about, we're going away from this is the top end cocktails. The truth be told, though, you're teaching people how to make drinks, and you know, yeah, they might be making them on them on the cheap, but you're still teaching them. And, and, and when they learn how to make these drinks, and you know, you can swap swap out your your higher end once you you don't want to waste that good booze and make a yeah, crappy absolutely. cocktail. I mean, you know, <laughs> like I I will not. I mean, I won't turn my nose up at. I mean, speaking of your last podcast with uh, the Cocktail Ninja. Yeah, yeah. Um, the brand he reps for, they have uh, Balvini as part of their brands. And there's a Balvini Caribbean cask, mm. which is this scotch aged in uh, rum barrels. Oh, my God. It is absurdly good. Holy it is so good. Shit. How do you drink that? You just drink it straight up? Oh, yeah. Sneak, of course. For sure. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's... Scotch. I mean, I figured... You know, it, I've had yeah. that twice and it is just it is such a treat now, what's know? this called again balvini caribbean cast all right we'll have to look out oh, we gotta that. check that out dude because yeah. you know i love turning things on the on the side because usually you hear about rums aged in and and, and whiskey casts mm-hmm. you don't hear about the whiskey mm-hmm. being aged in the rum cast and kind of what we talked about with trevor as well is taking cocktails that have a like, like crappy throwaway cocktails and trying to make them good with like by sprucing Definitely. them up a little bit mm-hmm. making homemade ingredients stuff mm-hmm. like that uh which, by the way, I was one of the, you know, going back to how we, how we met on Instagram. I'm perusing some of your pictures here, dude. Tell us about these uh, homemade frozen daiquiris. Oh, oh yeah, good. 
those, um, it was one of those, we had the strawberries and it was like, all right, we need to start using these. They're going to start going. I mean, once they go, they're gone. But, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. It's so simple, you know, mm -hmm. just don't buy the mix, just buy the ingredients, you know, that's like a, it, and it is just e extremely, extremely tasty when you use dude, actual. So these are all your cocktails. Yeah. Dude, like th this might be a, this might be a, 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 a pretty basic lame question, but for somebody who, if, if you're the budget bartender, you're talking about making things at home. And one of the things that I think everybody struggles with when they're making frozen cocktails mm -hmm. is how come my frozen drinks don't stay frozen like the ones at the bar? Yeah. So I would say freeze the fruit particularly. Yeah. It's uh, yes. That's different than freezing the ice. So we did a watermelon margarita the other day Ooh. and just froze the watermelon. You know, you don't have to use regular watermelon, throw that in, and then throw ice in too, which is going to melt quicker. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. So... Um, it's almost like because that the fruit will retain that, that exactly yeah, yeah yeah because yeah. the sense. fruit's frozen and it doesn't melt you know it sure. just gets cooler and cooler instead yeah, of melting yeah. like water does and then and then you you drink it and it's still sort of the same flavor yeah. instead wow. of being watered down sure nice. yeah yeah remember uh, remember Smart. the first time we tried to make frozen margaritas they were pretty gross not gross but they were they all just watered down so fast mm -hmm. but then we, we started this. using the uh, that we decided to go cheap. We started. We decided to go budget, and we're like, you know what? Instead of trying to do everything fresh, we're just gonna get the uh, like the 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 Minute Maid limeade like frozen mix, oh, and great. throw that in there, <laughs> and that was it. They came out perfect because mm -hmm. it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, we're on a budget. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> man, thanks so much for hanging out with us, Luke. Yeah. We appreciate yeah. it, man. It's Hopefully, we'll uh, do this again when you have some more stuff. To, uh, you want uh, anytime you want to come on and plug something, be you, you're welcome to come on and hang yeah, out. Yeah, you're with gonna us. come to the Christmas party. Yeah, we're gonna exactly. make, we're gonna get you drunk. We're gonna make <laughs> some. We make don't, Tony. You make a you make that holiday drink. Uh, coquito. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. have that. So. Like have a, you heard of this drink? I have not. Tell them about it's it. It's like a it's like a rum, uh, it's a rum coconut eggnog type. It's oh, fucking type. amazing, dude. That sounds so, so good. good. <laughs> but I've never made it. I've never made it with homemade eggnog. So maybe uh, we try to. Uh, there we go. We try to make that yeah. this year. I might have to so. uh, help you batch some of that up. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> man, one more time before we head out, let's let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So on Instagram, it's just budget bartender, and then the website is thebudgetbartender.com. Awesome, man. And you guys are. You know, you got tons of stuff on there already, but you're going to be growing and doing more stuff. And uh, I enjoyed looking at it. I thought it was lots of cool information. I love the idea behind it as well. Mm -hmm. I love going out there and like, like I said before, like you, this is a this, this could be this has the potential to be like a one sp a one stop sp uh, stop uh, a one spot stop for like yeah. your quick. Uh, I don't know why I can't talk tonight. <laughs> Probably the uh, the damn uh, all the booze we found on the show this week. Damn <laughs> yeah. it, from, from the Reka to the uh, to the budget bartender. <laughs> But no, this could this could be your one spot stop for like, uh, hey, uh, like I need to do something tonight, mm -hmm. and like it, it, the holidays are coming up, you everybody's yeah. throwing parties, right? Yeah. I hope for that, and eventually, sort of a all-encompassing stock your bar. Here are my budget picks for each spirit, nice. and each nice. one you should want. That's yeah, yeah. eventually down the road a little bit. And That's everybody awesome. does that, right? I mean, look, I'm about. To, I, I have a bunch of bottles on my on my globe bar right now that I have about like a, like a two fingers left in them. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I'm I'm about to go on a binge here and go out and be like, okay, and go out and go spend, like, you know, go restock. Now, you no, know, 
if, if I had some picks that I can go from and say, hey, man, like, and then you can maybe even have like tiers where you're like, hey, this is if this is your budget, oh, for or sure. this is your budget, Great idea. you know, because I, you know, let's say you're on a you're on a college kid budget. This is the best. This is the best booze you can get to stock your bar on this budget. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say if you're on this budget, this is the best booze you can get to stock your bar on this budget. Because that'd be that's good to know. Because one of the best, I think, one of the most searched for things, even myself, is like, hey, uh, best bottle under thirty bucks. You know, or you know, best bottle of whiskey under fifty bucks, something like right. that. Yeah, so, hundred dollar, two hundred, three hundred dollar, yeah. quick, quick stocks. You know, like mm-hmm. you need a quick stock your bar and quick. Yeah, is what you I do need, for hundred bucks. I need to throw a party for a hundred bucks. What can I do? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah. Good luck, yo, broke, cheap bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lou, thanks so much for hanging out with us, man. Yeah. Thanks so much yeah, for bringing us the cocktail. Fun, that was oh, really yeah. delicious. Glad to hear it. So yeah, I hope you come sure. back and hang out with us again sometime, man. For sure. And uh, that's thebudgetbartender.com. Mm-hmm. All of our social media. Uh, if you're friends with us on social media, you can find him because we follow him. Yep. And we'll put links to all that on the landing page for this episode. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, shareyourbuzz.com. And we are Share Your Buzz across all of the social medias. And if you want to find us, you can just look us up on there. We're Tony and Chris. We're on everything. Yeah. Well, our show is. I'm on everything. Yeah. So, uh, and we'll, Chris, next episode, we're going to put a bonus show of Chris just telling all about all the rap music he hates. (laughs) Man, I'd rather talk about the rap music I love. Let's (laughs) just go there instead. (laughs) All right. See you guys.